Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Come on, Episode 8, Season 7 of the Fighting Got Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We've got sp- Spooky. We've got Flonius motherfucking filth. We've got hey. Windy up in the house. I'm Flav. How is everyone doing? We've just got absolute... Uh, we had to start the podcast again because <laughs> we were recording and it was a really good, like a nice free-flowing chat and uh, Cleaner came in and was very rustly. Very rustly. She had a good look at us as well before doing it. Yeah, she, what she, what, it's like she was of an age where she definitely doesn't know what a podcast is. Yeah. So she's just come into this quiet room, and there's four <laughs> very different looking men. All right, we've got we, we've covered every pr- pretty much every ethnicity here. We're drinking beer and we're sitting around just having a chat, staring directly directly in each other's eyes. Weird. Um, very, very bizarre. Uh, but God bless her because you know what I mean. Everybody's got to make a living. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so Spurs lost to Chelsea. It's, uh, it was tough, tough to take. Why? Was uh, it the nature of the defeat or because it was them? Them. It was them. Again. It was the nature of the defeat as well, because if that was Wigan, if that was, if that was fucking West Brom, to, to kind of dominate in the way that we did, I thought, for 70 minutes, to then lose it at the death, it was, that's tough to take as a football fan, general, anyway. But to take it from them lot, and then and, and kind of, obviously, they're Cons- loving it. Considering it? as well, when, when we made it 1-1, you felt the momentum was on our side to maybe go on and, and steal the, 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 the winner. And Whereas what happened was, again, individual errors and slapping the mouth. The thing is, at this level, you can't make those type of errors. Well, that's what I was going to say. Against- Add to that the fact that it was of our own doing, which is even more frustrating. And not only in terms of... Larice and Wanyama, but in terms of the way we completely changed our system and style of play to suit Chelsea, which is something Pochettino doesn't normally do ever, or has barely ever done. What do you mean? I mean the fact that he played three in midfield, he played Dembele, Dyer, and Wanyama in midfield. I don't think he's ever played the three as together in a game before, and it just didn't work at all. It, it flat out didn't work. So Wanyama was holding midfield. Dyer was playing this kind of weird shuttling role to his right and Dembele was doing the same on the left and it didn't see, suit either of them and as we know Dembele's one of our key players I've got to disagree I mean, Dembele was incredible He did. A, don't get me wrong Dembele was great at what he did but I wanted him to do it more in the middle not, on the, not stuck out on this weird kind of small area of the but pitch on the left it, it, it did work we lost the game but it, it, we, we were this is the team that won the Premier League pretty much at a canter we tried to give them a go but they, they had absolutely no issue with picking that trophy up last year and we were much the better team we, we lost we, we were we weren't the better team we were the better team in terms of possession in terms of corners pressing the game pressing 
they, we they didn't, six, did we create any clear-cut chances? Six, not really. Six men in midfield. Well, this is what from, I'm saying. They're away from home. They're away from I home. Don't think, I don't think we were that dominant. But as I said, I'm watching it. I've only seen the game once. I don't get to see the replays in other angles. In, in what other thought, way weren't we dominant? I thought, I thought we deserved something from the game. But I think... Um, I think and everything we did, we were fairly well contained for for the most part. I don't think, I don't think we were ever really rampant at any point during the game. The games, the, the, when I watched the game, I thought um, Ali and Ericsson weren't allowed a lot, of, a great deal of space, and that's because of the formation that that Conte chose. Um, I think it was a fairly, I think it's a fairly even game. I think it's probably because I don't hate Chelsea as much as everyone else. So I'm probably not as as good. I don't like it, but I'm not. It's not a ritual of hatred I have for them. Can't call that an even even game. They scored two goals, but they didn't do. They did very little else. Well, Morata had the chance of the game. Yeah, he um, should have scored that. Yeah, but the chances come to everybody. Yeah, true. I no, mean, what, what, what I feel we're doing, or, or, or you, you two are doing, is there's elements, tiny moments that can happen in any football match. But if you look at the the entire um, play, the, the the way both teams play, Chelsea set up like West Brom. They set out and defended and hoped to away. hoped to break. Away. away without without why three or four they, key players. Why They've, would they come out of their shells and try? Yeah, look, because they have the talent to do so, but they chose they chose to to, to close. I up. think the Burnley result probably made them a bit more um, a bit more pragmatic than than they could have been. I think we played very very well, and I think we should have absolutely got something out of the game. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying for a fact that I'm not saying that Chelsea dominated us at all, but I think. I think the way in which the game panned out, I think they, I think they let us have the ball in areas where we weren't really going to trouble them. That's exactly. In the it. first half, Kane had Aspilicueta on toast. He was caning them. In the second half, was a lot more substitute. I think they had the ball in areas which wasn't really going to cause much damage. Yeah, the way they set out, they packed midfield with three defensive-minded players. They had three centre backs. They're basically in doing that saying. Right, do what you can down the wings, knowing full well that Trippier and Davies weren't going to be able to beat their man and, and do anything. And, and as it turned out, neither of them did. And I just felt like Conti had us at arm's length for the majority of the game. They they had the best chance of the game in through Morata that wasn't scored. They had another opportunity where Willian had a chance to play a through ball and, and messed up his pass. And then when we made our substitutions, they then took control again and had a flurry of kind of half chances. We didn't really create anything. I mean, we played well. Don't get me wrong. The approach play was lovely at times. I can't. Believe but we didn't what, get in behind. I literally can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> I, we watched a different game completely. This is the champions of England. <laughs> they ran away with the league, and they sat. They came to us, and and no, I, I understand they're, they're allowing us to play. But we 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 had chances, Wendy. We hit the post. Yeah, so a, a, a couple of moments of magic we had. We, we, we didn't uh, get in Wanyama's behind. Or... shot could have gone in. Or was it Wanyama? Something. We had a, sh- a shot from range. Both of Ericsson's crossed in the first half. That could have gone in. I tell you what, this is what I think, right? If if we if we there's two a couple of other chances where we could have won that game easily. I think we could have gone in and won three two or two one. It would have changed the game. I think you would be saying something different now. You wouldn't I... be saying that they are. Well, you'd be saying we play well. If the result was different, this is the this I is know, the problem with. Go on, Spooky. Go on. You've been let the man off the leash. Go on, Joe. Go on. I can't, I, I'm, I'm with Flav in terms of. I don't think Chelsea had enough to say they they bossed it or dominated, but they did. I do agree with you too in terms of they contained us. There were certain players. The game felt congested. Like yeah. People talk about Trippier doing nothing. 
don't think you you really had the, the option to do anything down that side. I don't think you had the space to attack. And when there's a player in front of you that's better or that's defending for the opposition, you and you're of that type of quality, you're not quite Carl Walker or Danny Rose on the other side, then it's, it is problematic to try and get that width and, and stretch the game. And when you've got six players in the middle, it becomes a bit of a hell mouth. And there were players that had stinkers. Wanyama, I mean, he looked gone after 20 minutes. His he, touch he, was abysmal. He had the worst, the worst. He, he, one of the worst performances yeah. I'd seen. It was terrible. And you can allow that almost because, but then you have to question why was he on the pitch for as long as he was? And what Dyer. He was injured. Hey? Did he just have a bad game? Or he he's, he's just back from injury, isn't he? Yeah, he's just obviously just rusty and, right. and, and, and you know whatever. He's just it was an uncomfortable performance to watch. Very but even so. with all these little little sort of uh, stinkers here, there, and everywhere, players not quite getting into the game like Ali and maybe Ericsson wasn't able to dictate enough. Chelsea didn't really do enough to say we came here and we outplayed you. But we know football isn't like that. And it is a game of inches because if it had gone the other way around and we scored the winner one two one, we'd be called we'd be saying Spurs were resolute and they dug deep and they were patient and they kept going and kept going and they they scored OG doesn't matter back in the game That's they true, attacked yeah. again last minute came winner he scores in August all this shit mm. everybody's on a high but the perception is so flipped and so negative when it doesn't go your way you start thinking here we go again we never beat and we never do what we need to do. And like you said, Flav, we've got a half-decent record against them. Maybe not at Wembley. And I think the game was just one of those games that kind of proves that Chelsea can turn up, makeshift team, worth £270 million. Yeah, that's some makeshift yeah. team. And they punish mistakes. They had two or three shots on, on target, scored twice, got the three points. Doesn't, it hasn't changed from last season. That's why they're champions, and that's why we're not champions mm. yet. We need to be as clinical and as ruthless as they are. And maybe it's psychological. Maybe I, they believe before the game starts, we're winning this no matter what, and they see it through. It's just... I, I think what, what it is, 100%, I agree Conte got his tactics completely right. He did the right thing to stifle us. And yeah, ulti- Poch. Yeah, again. 100%. Yeah, but what, what else would you expect Poch to do? What, what would you have done? Well, against a bank of free, world-class... Based on the amount of money you spent, world class defenders and an amazing midfield, six man midfield. What do you do to negate that? I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight, and I, so I mean, it doesn't really make sense to me even making a counter argument, but I wouldn't have picked the team he picked. I would have played three at the back. Um, I, it looked to me like Wanyama and Trippier had been rushed back too soon. They both looked like they were struggling fitness wise. That, I find that concerning that Wanyama looked so shot after, like you say, 20 minutes, half yeah. an hour. Surely they must have known before the game what his condition was. They do. They have so many statistics now, like heart rate measures, and you know they they know what they're doing. So why was he even in that team? And it's because Poch has got this thing where he wants to get his best eleven players, who are fit in inverted commas, on the pitch at once. And he did that because Son's not quite there yet in terms of his fitness. But in doing that, he picked a team that didn't suit us do you, do you, or the occasion. Do you genuinely think that um, they looked at Wanyama's stats and knew he wasn't ready and picked him anyway? I think they took a bit of a punt, and he was probably ninety percent, eighty, ninety percent, and took a bit of a punt because he's. I mean, he's been brilliant in the past, but he's not been quite there. Mm-hmm. I think the pitch is a bit draining as well. To, yeah, to, yeah, to totally. Legs. It's hard to really um, legislate for that as such. But um, a lot of people come off that pitch looking very, very tired. 
Um, and then I thought the pitch was going to be tailored to us, whether it be you know a wet pitch or, or whatever. But maybe they didn't really factor that in. Do, do you look at that game and that performance and think we've got an issue at Wembley? No, no, little, little bit. No, I think um, I think Wanyama doesn't make that error at White Hart Lane in the sense that um, when you have a home pitch, you know where you are, you know your surroundings, and you know what you're going to do next. In an alien pitch like Wembley. Little things like that, little margins. I don't, I don't believe in a hoodoo. I think, I think we'll be fine at Wembley. I think we are fine at Wembley, but there's just little margins. And when you're playing against a team as good as Chelsea, those little margins are going to bite you in the ass. I, I, I think Poch said after the game, nine out of ten games we beat anyone. Yeah. And obviously yeah. the problem is it's that one game where we're not beating Chelsea or maybe a United or a Liverpool or whoever is, is the reason why you could argue why we finished second and not first at the end of the season but the other the other other perspective is grow some fucking bollocks we're, we're in Wembley for a season worst case scenario we've got another maybe another season on top you don't know don't fucking say the that. point is there's nothing we can do you can sit here and talk about MK Dons and whatever else we're in Wembley the, the, the crowd's going to take a while to get used to it the players might take a couple of games but if we go out there and thrash Burnley right it's done We've won a game at Wembley, and we can fucking get on with the rest of our lives. But I, I, I think that in in the in these players, what they performed last season, what they produced last season, you can't sit here and think we're never going to win a game there. It's ridiculous. Well, we won. We have won a game there. Hmm? We beat Moscow, Seska Moscow, four yeah. one or three one, and we were brilliant. <laughs> we were great against Chelsea, in my opinion, last week. We were great in the game that we lost 4-2 I, I, I do I do kind of agree with Windy and T in terms of we we felt that you know what Chelsea did enough to 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 sort of contain our ability to maybe do more and I don't think even if we had turned up with the team that you say Windy I don't think it would have made that much of a difference we would have had other struggles because Can of the I, way they, they just how, how many times has Alonso hit that free kick in 10 apparently okay it's us 10 out of 10 Right, yeah. But generally in football, when football, when even the best free kick taker in the Once world, out of 10, one, one in ten. Yeah, he's yeah. done that again, did it against Bournemouth. Brilliant, but in, in in twenty free kicks, he'll score two. One, one in ten. The best free kick taker in the world scores. If he scores one in ten, that's incredible. It's such a difficult. It's a very good rate. Is it more than one? <laughs> make, 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 your well, <laughs> make your point. Make your point. I'm trying. I'm trying. Shut up, Steve. Well, I, I get what you're saying. He put it in the only place he could have put it. It was a brilliant free exactly. kick. It's, it's but, just... but, but, but what I'm saying is we're talking about a draw now. But it was that, that moment where he hit struck that free kick had nothing to do with anything Did you not know it was going in? Yeah, it was... 100%. <laughs> as soon as he had lined up, I was like, fuck, we're fucked. <laughs> and I, I, to be fair, I didn't even know that Alonso... I didn't even realise he took free kicks from. Neither did I, but I found out. I thought today, William was going to. found today that he does, yeah. I was imagining William to put it in the other corner. Or Louise takes quite a lot of them as well. He's, uh, that it was an incredible free kick. It was a moment. It's, I'm just trying to hold on to something, because so, there's been so much sort of doom mongering again. Do you know how to counter the doom mongering? There's this thing that's obviously been throughout the summer. We've got to buy players, we're falling behind, everyone else is buying world class players, we're not. Well, it took a fucking team, the champions of England, a team of world-class players, to turn up at Wembley to snatch a win off the back of a mistake in midfield. And fair enough, that's football. We, we all know football is the better team punishing the team that makes more mistakes. We, we get that. But 
this is Spurs without those players and I guess I don't really have a point other than if we do buy that extra bit of quality then we don't have any excuses next time you know if we've got enough players in, in, in the squad to cover like the bench the, the bench is always the, the, the big topic well look I mean look, we, we've, we've signed or, or almost all but signed uh, Davinson Sanchez mm. I don't profess to know anything about him we had uh, we released a podcast at the end of last week with uh, Priya it's good pods. Right, yeah, well, she's great. I mean, I, I, you know, she's amazing. And um, I just put a tweet out, and there was a lot of reaction to it. And I don't, I'm not sure how much of it was in jest. I hope, hopefully, the most of it. Most but of it, I think. There was a lot of vitriol going away. It was, it was funny because I was, I was reading them out, and it was like, why did she lie to us? Like <laughs> 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 she'd gone out away. Uh, but she's quite excited about what what Davidson can do. He's, she, by her own admission, he's not um, he's, he's raw. He, he's said, raw. Yeah. He's 21. But uh, Klaassen, who's gone to Everton, and uh, Sanchez, who we've bought, were their two standout players last year. And it's not saying much in the Dutch league, I know. But well, they reached the Europa League final. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I think in defence, it'd be a little bit less pressure on them than there is on Janssen. Janssen's currency is goals. Yeah, of course. Um, it's a kind of a, a low percentage position. He's coming into, a posi- he's coming into uh, an area where they're very strong on the pitch. And I'm sure Alderweireld and um, well, Jan will look after him and it'll, it'll be fine. The thing is, it's Ajax. We've got three centre backs yeah. from Ajax. What? What? what well, you... and, and 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 Ericsson. We yeah. just got. We you just know Ajax seem to produce a bit of quality. The, or, the or DNA. Kind of. Yeah. They know they got a seventeen-year-old centre back. Deleted that. Yeah, that's yeah. Like your wet dream, Windy. Seventeen-year-old <laughs> centre back. He's now their starting starting player. Yeah, Delich, I think he's named. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what? 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 What do you think is behind the? Sanchez transfer Windy because our record signed in 42 million Toby's going Chelsea right I th- I think brilliant it, I thank think, you uh, so what you just what you just heard right what you just heard from Spooky was a self-deprecation a tiny insight no it's not self-deprecation it's your fears and you'll manifest them on us for a WhatsApp group <laughs> that's what's happened so anything bad is like the, the worst kind of scenario but anyway um, I think there I mean there probably is an element of succession planning but not just in terms of Chelsea or whoever signing out of Varel, but also the Tongans not getting any younger. We probably want to play three at the back. Yeah, and, so, and so that's what I was going to ask. Do you think this is a move to to play three at the back and have those three as our, our starters and maybe move Dyer into midfield as Priya suggested? I think that's an option. I think the fact that he's quick means we can play more aggressively with three at the back as well. We can play higher. It can be you know making moves to actually win the ball higher up the pitch, and then we've got the pace to cover him behind, which we don't have without him really. Alderweireld's quick, but no one else in our back line is that fast. So that that bit of pace is essential. You say Alderweireld's quick. Do you see Morata pacing? Oh yeah, that was... and I was like, I thought Morata, Morata was cloggy, classy, but kind of cloggy mm-hmm. and slow. He's, he's nippy. He's well quick. Yeah, yeah, lightning. He's an interesting player, Morata. I, I, like, I like his movement a lot. Mm. Got a very good movement. Yeah, um, you got an issue with uh, Lloris's attempt to save the ball? Weird decision to try and get his body behind it. The ball was like, hit. It's weird. Or should he, should he his, his foot? I, I can't criticise the guy for every, for every mistake he's made. He's probably saved us ten times. And yeah, sure, why does he make mistakes at Wembley and against Chelsea? He's made mistakes at White Lane as well. I think, again, it's one of those things that you just associate oh he's done it again but then mm. okay well look at the figures he doesn't do it often mm. you're just choosing the game that he's done it in and he's make, you're making out the you know so Wembley's just a fucking piece of grass in North London that's it done nothing shit about fucking Wembley I, 
I'd say firstly that's why he plays for Tottenham and not a bigger club and you know, all goalkeepers make mistakes to some degree, but he he's got a habit of doing things like this. Really? And second, really do, right? yeah, yeah, I I, re- I love him. He's one of my favourite players. Well, sounds like you. It, sounds like you hate do, him. Does he do it regularly? I mean, does he do it he, enough for you to he, say he, that he's he's like a liability for? Not a liability. Right? Not a liability at all. But he doesn't face many shots, and he does make the occasional error. The other thing it's I would harsh. say is the way he bowled the ball out to me was almost as bad as not stopping the shot with his feet because it was just stupid. He didn't think before he threw it. He was just trying to get us on the counter attack. But we just had a corner and Dembele was covering it centre half when when Yama was playing there at that point. Mm. It was crazy and he's throwing it out to a guy who's been dead on his feet for the last half an hour. I don't disagree that his distribution is delivery and execution is not erratic. You should see it in my old man when he's talking about Lloris. Like he, he's got it in his mind. He's not good enough. That's been really? there for at least a year <laughs> that he's not good enough for, for Spurs. But there are better keepers for us to buy out there, right? He reckons that the playing it short, which is obviously a direction from Pochettino, mm-hmm. is to play it short. And statistically, yeah. you know, we know that... You're going to stay in possession if you do that. Yeah, and we've we got some wonderful passes and back. Much less riskier mm-hmm. to play it short than just hit it long because you turn over profession, uh, possession so, so often by playing that way. But my dad's convinced that it's all a race... Lloris is doing like Lloris thought we play it out from the back just fucking kick it <laughs> just kick it along uh, and I look at it I love my dad I love him to bits he's amazing people have met him through the podcast they know he's, he's a good guy but he knows fuck all about football <laughs> modern football especially just fucking kick it long <laughs> why is it why is he doing this gal why is he doing it like, daddy's been made to do it it's part of his job he's doing what he's told well just fuck, fuck all that bullshit kick it long um, I'm starting to agree with him a little bit though he's, he's, I'm coming around to my old man's way of thinking uh, William Eastman on Twitter says is there a special place in hell reserved for anyone who bought a half and half scarf where pipe drums echo relentlessly for eternity. Wow, what a question. That's well worded as well. That's almost poetic. So there's two parts to this question. Half and half scarves, for me, if I go back to, if I go back years and years and years, were always to celebrate if Spurs were playing Real Madrid. Yeah, in Europe. In, yeah, in yeah, Europe, yeah. you know, you, and you get it as almost like a souvenir. Football's a bit different. But having a half and half scarf for a league game it's about it's, money it's, it's about, about some, money some, some dickhead on a stall has exactly. said oh, I can make some money and, yeah. I, and, I, and I, I think as well there's an element of there's probably a, a percentage of supporters that don't go to Spurs like young kids don't go to Spurs often and they get really immersed into the occasion yeah they're excited and they're excited and I think it's it's not done as like I'm a football casual and I know nothing it's more of it's just like a it's, it's a silly mistake but if they have fathers or mothers or brothers that are older they should really be telling them to spend or, their money on something else. Like as, as a man who, who, who has two young children through my girlfriend, not my kids, don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I need to underline that. Um, I uh, felt like I was on Jeremy Kyle for a when when, uh, when when they want something. Often it's easy just to go to give it to them. Yeah. It's fine. I don't give a shit about half an half scarf. As long as you stop whinging, take that scarf. <laughs> So that could happen. So th- there's that element to it. But there's another well, element as well. But we have tourist tourism in football as well. Yeah. People that are trying to get into the game. And again, they're not people that, that are doing anything offensive, but they're not us. They're not people that go to football. Because understanding the nuances of supporting a British football club is quite difficult. 
There's things you don't do, and wearing a half an hour scarf or, or brandishing anything that has your opponent's name on it isn't is a no no. You just you don't do that. You can't do it. It's 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 not acceptable. And, and what's ultimately is that you've got people producing merchandise, knowing full well that it's contentious, preying on people that who don't understand it, who then get victimised by people that do understand it. Is this about the kid that was holding up the scarf? So what's the story? There was just a kid on uh, on TV that was holding up the scarf before the game. Yeah, I think they showed it on Sky. There's also they could have just asked him, "Can you hold up a scarf, please, mate?" And we're going to film it. Yeah, because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like what, hold, holding up a half and half scarf for a league game is it makes you look stupid. There was it makes also the um, apparently some guy was bellowing at a couple for wearing half and half scarves as well and uh, making them take them off basically I mean he, what he should have done instead of bellow just saying just walked over and saying you look like a cunt and then just like I don't want anyone to... sorry what is that wrong teaser laughing <laughs> silently no, no what, what I'm saying is it, it, what he should have done he's gone over and saying look this isn't this isn't the way this is not how what, we support people are looking at you and thinking what the fuck are you doing and I'm just telling you because I'm sure you don't want people to look at you that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, who gives a fuck what anyone thinks? Be yourself. But what I'm saying is, is that him by screaming at someone assumes that they understand the nuances of the game when they probably don't. And you're screaming at someone and they're looking and going, I don't know what's going on until it's fully explained. And at that point, if someone in a football stadium is screaming at me, regardless of what I do, mm. I'm not going to listen to that fucking drunk prick. Do you know what I mean? So it's such a difficult thing that the problem here isn't each other wearing the people buying the half and half scarves, it's the people selling them. That's oh, the problem. 100%. I hate I think, the game, not the player. I think it's, I just blame it on Wembley. But yeah, all right. I've got all I can we'll really do that well. on this because um, I don't think that scarf, those scarves are sold as well in N17. But in Wembley, you get a lot of, um, you get a fair few day trippers, and you know, everyone was a day tripper once. I'm not going to try and segregate our fans saying that there's tourists and Some people can't all, get to games. And all the rest of it. And it's a memento for, for some mm. people. I think it's the fucking abomination yeah, having, yeah. <laughs> having our name and their name on one, on one scarf. Don't give that, me That's just my opinion. Right. But I think in Wembley, it's a different, it's a very different fan base. It's a very different group of fans going to the game at Wembley. Yeah, I agree with you completely that, that any, any material that that has both yours and your one of your fiercest rivals on a scarf and it's just like way this is a celebration of the event it's like that's not they got you've got the tone wrong yeah program they? programs are fine yeah exactly. so just just i think where this tradition comes from is that there used to be a custom where um away fans sorry home fans and european fans would come over and the ones that were less interested in punching each other which swapped swap, oh, swap pin badges. So my, my old man, when I was a kid, the most fascinating item that my, my old man had was uh, a jam jar, Robinson's, uh, full of uh, pin badges of people that he'd swapped, swapped mm. with. So that we had uh, loads of... Loads of yeah, yeah. I can't remember <laughs> any of them. But I used to look Got at them. So, so he'd just gone over and saw someone and was like, swap... And then they'd swap them, and they'd put them in this jam jar, and I loved it. Great, what a great tradition! And then, and then in Europe, you'd have the half and half scarves, and like Ricky himself, like Ricky on on the potty, he had every European half and half scarf Mm. that you could have, and there was no issue about that. And when you go away in Europe, you're going with some of the most hardcore Spurs fans out there, um, and there was no issue with that. Mm. It's just in Premier League, we're loving it. Nothing. 
You can't laugh when I've said something and then say no, nothing. It's, it's unrelated to. Understand are you talking about the strip joint where Ricky lost his half an ask off at a strip joint in Prague? You pop it out in the mouth, not that. All right, so um, what happened was. So, <laughs> so, 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 uh, we, so for Ricky. No, fuck him. Uh, so, so we're, we're, no, actually, don't mean fucking, but he, I'm going to tell a story because it's good for the pod. Uh, he, um, so we, we were in Prague, uh, Prague 2, the second one, and we went into, <laughs> I mean, we were high, and, and we, we thought, let's go into a, a strip joint. That was great. So we went in, walked in, and they were dancing, and, and because we were so inebriated, me and Ricky found it more interesting to try and throw peanuts in each other's mouth. Like you in the pub, you need to throw peanuts in each other's mouth. A stripper came up to us and went, you have to look at the ladies or you've got to go and we were like oh, well we're alright you know we're buying drinks you know we don't have to look at the ladies I'm more interested in throwing peanuts in my mate's mouth than looking at lovely boobs and uh, uh, and one of the women came up and took his half and half scarf off him was dancing on on stage with a Spurs and, and Slavia Prague scarf and everything was good until we had to leave we had to go home it was getting quite late and Ricky was like I haven't got my half and half scarf back Waited and knocked on on the door where all the strippers were behind, like where they got changed and whatnot. It was banging on the door. Woman came out and said, "What the fuck?" And he was like, "I want my half an hour scarf. I want my my Tottenham scarf. You've got it." And he was like, "For fuck's sake, really?" And we, we're all like, "Rick, just fucking leave it. It's like a half. You can get another one another time." He didn't. He waited. He waited for them to come back. Did he get it? He got it. You got it. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, it's full of fucking it stinks, happy ending. Stinks Probably of quim. The only happy ending of the night. No, we won. No, maybe Mayor Droid. What was you saying, T? And the drum. Yes, the drum. What the fuck? <laughs> Just a weird concept. What the fuck? Who? Like, I spoke to Cap from the Trust. It was nothing to do with them. They didn't... They had no idea about it. It just appeared. The guy who looked... The guy who was drumming, is that, do we know him? No. I, and the thing was... Chelsea's The reason why I ask is he, he looks like someone we know. I didn't know if it was him. I, I don't know. But, um, Chelsea's fans sang, what the fucking hell was that? And you know, you can't really come back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something just gets you good, you just can't really say anything back to them. You know, we had the plastic flags, which is contentious enough. And then we got the fucking bad drums going for the PA. And he's not even playing in beat or to any songs. He's just like, oh. we're, we're, in, we're in Wembley, which isn't the most soulful place. And we've got these two things just compounding his form. Like, like, can I can I just put out a request right now? Like, if anyone, we know the people in the club listen to uh, the podcast, not because they, some might enjoy it, but generally, in case we, I don't know, they're just monitoring. Right? <laughs> just when it comes to atmosphere, when it comes to anything around generating atmosphere, just just don't bother. You'll never get it right. You just, you may fluke it, but you'll never understand why you got it right. So just please leave it. Organically, if there was no, if there's no atmosphere, that's better than an artificially generated one. This is the problem, though. This, this is the problem with modern football. It's overproduced. Like we were talking before the pod about how you can't just let the atmosphere build up before a game. You need music, and then after the game, if it's a cup final, you need fireworks. You need music blaring out. You just can't. Whatever happened to the people there building up the atmosphere? And stuff like this, a drum through the tannoy, whoever signed that off is someone that doesn't understand football. And what is someone, uh, someone who doesn't understand football doing, making decisions about playing the drum through a fucking tannoy? Well, it's, it's, it's brain numbing. They've got to the point where they thought, this is a really good idea. No, it's not. 
everybody knows that Spurs fans don't fucking like that shit. They, they don't like. They hate this shit. We're the first to laugh at other clubs for being small time for trying stupid things like um, ghost celebrations, uh, music be playing. When, when, when I'm sure we've done that at White Hart Lane many years ago. Um, yeah, there was I'm there was ghost, ghost celebrations briefly. As yeah, well. and and like. We don't, we do not like stuff like that. So I get it. We're in Wembley and they're thinking, how do you know? Spurs fans kind of they're they're apprehensive. We know there's going to be a problem with atmosphere. One one game. Let's worry yeah. about it five games into the season at, what, uh, yeah, at Wembley but, before we, we kind of like. But, uh, but the answer is, how, how do we generate? How do we make sure that Wembley is repli- uh, is similar to, to White Hart Lane? It won't. It's impossible. Exactly. So the answer to the football, whoever asked that question, whatever discussions happened inside the football club, sack him. Or don't, maybe don't, or reprimand her. him or her. Wait, but look, what? <laughs> Send them home for the week. Him, right? He might have kids to feed and that. But like, what, what I'm saying, reassign him to gardening duty. <laughs> That's fine, as long as you're paying him, it's fine. But what, what I'm saying is that any, any conversations that happened inside the football club that resulted in that, whatever methods you have to arrive at that decision, because there is a method, there's a plan in place, oh, we've got an issue, potential issue with the, the atmosphere at, uh, with, with Wembley, how do we generate that, uh, a, a, an authentic atmosphere? And, and because we had a drum a few years back that everyone, well, a lot of people loved, let's do something similar at work. I know but why how, they've come to that. However you've come to that conclusion, you've made a mistake. I know why. What you need to do is, 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 is talk, to, talk to supporters. Or just leave it alone and let fans just get on with it. If there's no atmosphere for a year at Wembley, it isn't our home. It, 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 it's, it, it's not uncommon for it to... There's a likelihood that the atmosphere at Wembley will be nowhere near as good as it is at White Lane because it's a massive stadium full of lots of people that don't often come... To, to, to the games and lots of corporate seats lots of corporate seats that, that Spurs are using to pay off the substantial cost that it does take to use the national stadium you know just leave it alone just well, leave win, it alone winning, winning games will fuel that noise and don't tell me that the North London derby won't be an absolute like cauldron on, on, on the day and especially if we score and we go ahead the, your, the energy and electricity through everyone you know, it, that's more than enough. I think they basically done the tannoy because they thought if we had the drummer in one of the stands, wouldn't yeah, exactly. But the drummer's great. It's a, it's a the, drum, the drummer's great because it was just a fan leg or organic yeah. experience, not because a drum creates support. It's not the way it works. No, but I think, um, I mean, the thing of Wembley is, uh, I mean, I go into the ground about half an hour early, so fairly early. Nerd. So, yeah, I know, I know, but. Um, but I didn't feel any kind of malevolence before the game. Normally when you walk up the um, Seven Sisters High Road before Spurs, Chelsea, Spurs, West Ham, Spurs, Arsenal, you can feel it in the air. Mm. You know, but it just, felt, it just felt like a family day. You know, could you take your kids along and, you know, no one's going to get a smack in the face or anything. And to be fair, when we played Chelsea in semi-finals and the finals, it's, it's an even split. Yeah, so there's, it exists there. So there's an equal amount of numbers, and maybe there's more of them and there's more likely to kick off, but... Didn't feel any of that at Wembley, and I've, and during the game, it didn't feel, I didn't really feel that intense. But when we scored our goals, there were fucking amazing scenes. Um, the noise is generated. I think the the way Wembley's put it really does hold the noise in when we scored a goal. You know, fans are hugging each other, and I think if we play better, the atmosphere will will improve, and we will play better. We're not going to lose many games this season. We're going to win the league, as I've said last week. I, I'm, and I'll say and again. I still agree with that. I, I'm, I'm confident. 
I think we're going to win the league. I think United are, the, are probably going to be the team that this year will be the ones that we're either chasing or. They're, then they're going to play a team who's last season's top four until October. So they've got easy fixes. Yeah, they're going to set up, mate. Then they're fucked. Up. Then they're fucked. When do you reckon we're going to finish sixth? It's not, <laughs> not true. That's not true. It's not true. I think we. I think we'll be third. Yeah, I think so too. Third or fourth. All right, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. We're going to preview Burnley in kind of. We've got two questions to preview Burnley, and I, I don't know fuck all about Burnley. Other than fuck Burnley. Fuck Burnley. Fuck them. Seriously, who goes to Burnley? Like the, the town. No one. You go there to die, probably. Yeah. Nothing up there. Nothing. I mean, they're, they're, a few they're, pies. They're, uh, their firm's called the Suicide Squad, aren't they? <laughs> so there you go. I'm not laughing at a firm ever. All right, uh, Wendy's going to do another uh, live youth. It was better. Then people liked it, didn't they? I think so. I, I think, think so. What, what was good is we get to ask a little bit of questions. So you'll say something and think, oh, that's interesting. Let's, let's carry on. You did. No one else did. You just you. Oh, well, that's always the way, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Wendy, you about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanees, Connor Ogilvy played 90 minutes for Gillingham in their 1-0 defeat at MK Dons. Josh Onomer had to come off after half an hour after suffering a head injury in Villa's 4-2 win over Norwich. Not sure if he'll be back for their game in the EFL Cup tonight. And Anton Walks' Atlanta United will play at DC United on Wednesday, for his first match in a while. Go on, Anton. The under-18s lost 4-2 away at Leicester. We went ahead through Rio Griffiths and then Leicester scored three goals in 17 minutes, which, according to the official Spurs site, all came from avoidable situations. And then they scored a set-piece to make it (laughs) 4-1. And Griffiths scored a second goal to make it 4-2, and that's how it ended. Scott Parker sounded pretty pissed off post-match. He said, To be honest, after 20 minutes, they just looked first to more things than us, and they looked to compete a little bit more, which kills me to say we really turned off. The under-23s have been in action. So they played in the checker trade last week at Luton. That was actually an under-21 side based on the uh, rules of that competition. They drew 2 all with Luton and lost 4-2 on penalties. So Luton got an extra point for winning the shootout, which is an interesting concept in that trophy. Um, our goals came from an own goal after Joe Pritchard hit the post and it came back and hit the goalkeeper and went in. And then Ryan Loft scored a really neat goal on the counter-attack. Um, the most impressive performers in that game were Oliver Skip in midfield, who was 16, plus Keenan Bennett and Jeff Tanganga, who were impressive as well. They then lost 3-2 against West Ham on Monday at lunchtime. Uh, Dylan Duncan scored for Spurs and Marcus Edwards, making his first start of the year, scored a penalty having been fouled in a box himself. And West Ham then scored three goals quickly after half time. And Wayne That's Burnett. Not funny, no, not funny. Why are you laughing? It's just depressing, isn't it? West, we've got beaten by West Ham. At any level, that's not a good thing. Does it hurt you when a youth team loses? Only to West Ham or Arsenal or Chelsea. So it hurts a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. And their coach, Wayne Burnett, said post match I thought we played some very good stuff in the first half, really controlled the game, and could have been more goals up at half time. And he picked out Oliver Skip, who again apparently had a very good game. And the under-23s will play Man United at Stevenage on Friday night. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at Windy Coys. That's, That's Coys. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs.
amazing stuff. Wendy, uh, tell us about Oliver Skip. Oh, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, you know why I think he's going to make it? you got a weird name? Yeah. Yeah, Winks. Ha- yeah, um, Skip, so Kane. Te- there's telepathy going on here. <laughs> and we've got old English names like Oliver. And, and yeah. I'm going on that. It doesn't matter about his footballing ability. He's got a name that, 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 that fits. Do you know Do you know much about him? Because I've never heard of him part past that. Yeah, so funnily enough, there's a guy on the From the Lane forum who was his teacher and says very nice things about him as a character as well. So he's a really nice kid, very bright academically, very down to earth, um, comes from a really nice family. And he's a cracking little player, plays in central midfield. He's not huge, but he can hold his own at 16 in under 21s, under 23s. So that says something about his physique. Is that what you want to see from youth players? Is that they're, they're playing far beyond their, their, their age bracket? That normally is a good sign if they're pushed up that that far in the box. So it's Kane at Spurs? Yeah, I mean, he was playing under-18 football at 15, similar to Skip last season. Was he holding his own? Kane, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Mm. Who would you compare Skip to, to Harry Winks? I would compare him to someone like Matic, in that he's a kind of, he reads the game well, and he's there to pick up the pieces, and then he generally keeps it simple, but he's also got a decent range of passing. I mean, Matic has got a good range of passing, so... All right, thank you very much, Wendy. All right, cheers, Wendy. That was almost, it wasn't, if we weren't here, that would have been pretty much nailed on live update. Thank you very much. Got Burnley at White Hart Lane. Good, good, a good game, I think. A good game. Good game, good game. Good good game for us to, uh, we we need a win. I reckon they come come at us as well. (laughs) They come at us, they're going to get destroyed. Yeah. If they sit back and, and hope to break, then maybe they've got something. I don't think they've got the players to come at us. I think that Burnley are really good at home, but not so good in their travels. And I think the pitch will actually be a problem for Burnley. As much as we say it's a problem for us, it's a problem for Burnley. So their their pitch size um, is much closer to White Hart Lane than it is to Wembley. Um, they play compact, their defence is narrow, the midfield's narrow. I think they're going to struggle with the the Wembley pitch and I think we'll be able to take advantage of that I, I think we need a convincing win mm. we need like a 6-0 6, six, six, like last season, just, you know, six or 7-0 I'll take a 2-0 at this point though anything to get over the line first game the first win of the season at Wembley would be yeah a big for sure for sure monkey off be, the back it'd be nice for Kane to score as well to get that all that bullshit I, do you know I'm sick of the boring narratives that are around I'm sick of the Wembley hoodoo stuff it's nonsense and I'm bored of that Harry Kane not scoring in, in August. As a striker, you can go games without scoring. You know, he's played two games so far. Well, one game at Wembley, one, one game, uh, and uh, and an away game. Which it's always it's always difficult to score. He could have got two against um, against Newcastle. He should have scored one against Chelsea. But again, it's a game of margins. He hit the post. Hit the post in both matches. Good. Yeah, he hit the post in both matches. It's it's just a thing. It's not. It's an unfortunate series of circumstances. It's not because he can't score in August. It's not like the gods are looking down at him, going, "It's August, Harry. I'm sorry. Stop trying." <laughs> like, what, what are we like? You just, 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 just say, you know, just, just give. Not play him. Let's not play him. If he can't score in August, let's just not play him. Like, just bin, bin him off. Yeah, put, play, off put, put, play Jansen up front. If that's what, if if it's a real thing, then let's get him out of the, out of the team because he's not going to do anything for us. We didn't really. Talk it's not about a real thing, <laughs> so let's stop talking about it. We didn't talk about his performance against Chelsea. I thought he was our best player. 
and I thought was very he was fantastic, sort of next level good. I mean, he was basically making everything for himself. He was beating, holding off two or three players at a time and creating space. You know? Was it beating them off? Was yeah, it? you, you beating them off. You did said that. Yeah, I, I think um, he's so underrated. It, like he's a great goal scorer and everyone rates him for that. But his actual all round play is mm. mentally underrated. It's just it, when he gets the ball, he seems to do the obvious thing. So if he's on the left-hand side, he'll push it down to the byline nine times out of ten. And their defenders obviously know that because they studied the game. But he manages to do it and do it successfully over and over again. Yeah. When the ball comes to him, and, it, and it, it seems to bounce off him in a way that he knows where the ball's going to go. So he, the ball will be played into him, often at pace and on the ground. They know his control so good that, that, that he can deal with that. And the ball will bounce off him two or three feet. But it's exactly where the defender can't get it and they have to either commit to a foul or it opens up space for him. He's such a brilliant footballer. It's unreal. It's, like His goals are amazing. His shot technique, his ability to hit the target at all ranges is, is incredible. But we've got an incredible, incredible footballer. And we, I know, I'm not saying anything that's not outlandish. He's, a, he's the model professional. And we all remember the stories about him staying off when he was trying to get into the Spurs team and, and make a name of himself he'll stay behind in training and practice mm. and, and practice and practice and it's, it's that kind of mentality and work, work ethic now you could have someone like Jamie O'Hara doing that but he'd never make it and he hasn't but whereas with Kane he obviously believed in his ability mm. and he sharpened his ability and yeah he's one of the one of, one of the type of players that you know he's always going to put in a performance it's quite rare for him not not to find his his mojo or rhythm in a game um, so I've so basically my laptop at work got nicked when I lent it to some a West Ham fan to use for his his TV channel his YouTube channel and it got nicked um, and as a as a like an apology to me because it was a massive thing I'd give him my laptop I was like please don't lose this because like, all my pawns on it and he, he, he unfortunately got lost or nicked and uh, some geezer in Manchester is on the re- receiving end of a massive collection of premium porn not disabled porn not just what are you what are you you're you, you like, you, like it was a bit random like you know, a bit niche just trannies isn't it trannies are an offensive term so I won't use that again I'm, apologies <laughs> but he, uh, yeah and, and, and as, a, as a, an apology he bought me a, a, a Harry Kane uh, signed t-shirt wow framed uh, which is pretty cool that is really cool. That yeah. is really cool. And it's, it's, it's a long way from, from when I, I wrote him off. And now I look at him and think I love him so much. He's incredible. He's the kind of player that you hope never leaves. But you kind of think that he, even if we turned shit, he would stay with us. Like kind of Shearer and Newcastle, that love affair. I'm at that point now where I, I don't actually trust any no, no, Nor do I. Nor do I. Like, the reality is everybody will, will move on if the, if the money's... You know, more substantial elsewhere. Um, we're, we're, we're the fuckers that are cursed forever to, to stay with Tottenham, so we just get on with it. Uh, Champions League draw this Thursday. Um, we're in pot three, which is not a great pot to be in. Well, it gives us a more of a chance of a better draw than last year in terms of them big sides. Well, yeah. So in terms of plum draws, in terms of do we know? Do we? Do, I mean, is there? There can't be anything at the minute. That we can get Barcelona. Well, Barcelona in pot two. 
So we can't get them? Yeah, we can, but I'm just saying Barcelona are in the first pot. Right. Real Madrid, Champions League winner. So, yeah. pot one is Real Madrid, Munich, Chelsea, Juve, Benfica, Monaco, Spartak and Shakhtar. And then our, and our, and our pot is um, Napoli, um, Basel, Olympiacos, Roma, Besiktas, so we can't play those teams. But I'm hoping we get a get a more of a plum draw than last. At least one really big team. We we thought we were guaranteed to get out of that group last year. And it's a harsh lesson, that. Yeah, it was. And then the first time we qualified the Champions League in 2010, we had a tough draw, and we smashed it. I think because well, nobody had expectancies of yeah. us getting out of that group. I think the issue is if you have one really shit team in a group, did you finish third? Which I don't think we would we'd rather either finish fourth. Or second or third, don't just try to finish third. Well, it's beyond going to Europe League. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, obviously, we're done with that. There's, now, there's, a, carrot, there's, a, there's a carrot of Arsenal being in there, we could face them in the final, which would be really good. But do you think we're the, the big team that the others are kind of looking to get and, and will see us as a name and they'll want that you know, they'll see Pochettino and they'll the want opposite. to go and beat us? I think that they would talk them for, for Barcelona, for certainly for Barcelona, uh, for, for Abraham, no one wants to face Tottenham. We're a legitimate side. We're, we're, That's what I mean. Do you, do you feel they like... They don't want to face us. They want to avoid us. I think we're, we're in, in terms of our pot, we'd be the... One of the more difficult teams. Yeah, the teams yeah. that everyone would want to avoid. No one wants it. Because Tottenham make the Champions League group the group of death kind of scenario. I think us, Liverpool and Napoli and Roma are probably the four stronger teams in pot three. So. Mm. I would say we're better than all of those. All, all teams that on their day can beat anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of glad last season happened, though. Are you? In, just in terms of the way we <laughs> flopped at Wembley in the Champions League, and, and I think it was a bit of naivety yeah. in, but, in the way we prepared. But we, but we, uh, did you not think we were the better team against Monaco? I'm saying I'm glad and it happened, against, by the way, in hindsight. Again, again for sure, but we should have been. But Monaco, as it turned out, were a fucking brilliant football team. They yeah. scored early, and they had something to kind of um, protect. If then has got those early goals. Was that the game where Son missed the only shot? Yeah, Son missed the early shot. Yeah, 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 Adavero yeah. scored. Uh, Alvaro scored at Wembley. Yeah, and, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, we... Um, yeah, the more I think about it... We, we, we're, not, we're not that shabby, are we, re- really? It's just no, like I think the end product. There's only been one absolute bad, bad game at Wembley, and that was uh, Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah that the rest was, of them had played pretty well. That was yeah. horrendous. Uh, we've got some news articles. Rose and his agent are having showdown talks with Poch and Levy this week. Um, it's Wednesday. So the rumour coming out is that... Uh, Poch and and and, uh, Poch, uh, and Rose are not. Uh, they haven't dealt with the issue of Rose. Either Rose wants out and has been advised to do what he did by his agent, and and the reason for that was purely to get out of Tottenham. And if that's the case, I, I understand why Poch is so angry. If it was just about his comments, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to paper over those issues. I'm not very confident about what about Rose. Once you. Once like you push he, something like that out, to, out into the ether, it's done. Like he wants, he obviously isn't happy there. And he's. Like I had a conversation with someone. He said, "Did you actually read word for word the, the interview?" And I said, "No, not exactly." So I, I actually it. went through it again, and a lot of it is pulled out of context. But the fact that you go to the Sun, they're going to pull it out of context. Mm. Okay. And the well, fact it, that you don't have to say things blatantly, you don't have to say, "I want to go up north." You were lying. Never said that. You're right, relying on the sensationalism. But you're also almost saying, well, this is how I feel. In the future, I wouldn't mind playing in... I see my future in the north of England, maybe in three, four years' time. 
but the moment you put it out there there's got to be a reason why you're putting it out there in the first place otherwise you'd wait for the future to fucking happen it doesn't then benefit you by saying it what do you mean what I'm saying is that it, unless you want something to come from the interview it doesn't benefit you yeah, by exa- talking yeah exactly exactly that's why he, that's why the whole thing happened and we know that Pochettino is sensitive to this kind of stuff he's shown it before he's a very kind of he speaks very calmly about our tactics, but when it comes to personalities, he's a very sensitive, emotional kind of guy. And I think he'll genuinely be hurt by Rose's behaviour. I can't see any way he would be. because they have such a good relationship. Yeah, well, previously they did. It pro- I mean, it seems like Rose has completely soured that now. And, you know, Dan Kilpatrick wrote an article about it today, and it sounds very negative. I've been told similar that they haven't spoken since May, which is a long time to not really have a proper conversation. Yeah, I think he... I mean, I think the issue is, is that if we let Rose go, they almost says to the rest of the team, you know what, do this and you'll get your move kind of thing. If yeah, we, for sure. If we do a show of strength, maybe it will show the rest of the group, you know what, this is what, if you're going to do this, and you know, you'd be frozen out. But, but, but that's obviously, but off your, that's obviously nose is back the face. Yeah, yeah, it won't work out for, for everybody how, how it might work out for Rose because obviously it is, there is a situation where Man United want a left back Man United have money to spend and they're willing to spend it on Danny Rose it would seem um, my, my opinion it always be, has been this is that the most important person at Tottenham is Pochettino the, any player could leave and we'd, Pochettino would find a way of solving the situation he will the, the only issue I, we, I would ever be worried about is if Barcelona not Barcelona Real Madrid I, I don't know who it might be might come in for, for Pochettino and he leaves. When Pochettino leaves, I think that's when we're at most risk. We might find another manager to come in and do and, and build on what he's created. Mm-hmm. But as it, at this stage, there's no one that we can't replace in that first team as long as Pochettino is there to that, ensure it happen. So the issue I have is that these players are going to our rivals for the title. But, so that's all. But, but that, in, that, in that instance, it's, it's about, about business. Uh, and, 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 and football's become a business it's not a sport anymore it's we can't bl- we can blame a owner for selling Walker for to, to Man City but he doesn't give a shit because Man City are going to pay 20 million more than Seville or whoever else might, might pay for Carl Walker um, we're always going to sell to the highest bidder every club will always sell to the highest bidder mm. they'll never put their personal gain on the pitch before turning a profit because football isn't about an even playing field anymore. We don't. We will sell to Man United for 15 million because they'll pay 10 million more than anyone else. I think the stadium, just the, way it is. the stadium, compounds the road issue because in other years we might have said, "No, you're going to sit there and you're going to stay with us and you're going to see out the season. We'll try and convince you that we can win the league and we can sign these players." But actually, if we're being offered 50 million by United or Chelsea or whoever and we've got this lingering stadium debt to pay for then you sort of think actually maybe they will just take the money and, and get it done yeah I think they will I think, I think that's exactly, absolutely what will happen and, and my position on Rose is that if, you, if you're willing to stay then I'll defend you to the ends of earth about why you're a great player if you decide to leave Spurs mm-hmm. Pochettino made you fuck mm. do you know what I mean you're, you were nothing before Pochettino turned up if you're staying I'm saying you know, you, you, there was a potential inside you, and it was only a matter of time before you you would come good. If you're leaving, you're putty. You, you're put, You owe everything. You owe everything you're to Pochettino. 
When, when Pochettino turned up, yeah, when Pochettino turned up, he said, I'll make you England's left back. And I remember hearing that. The first thing, when he first turned up and he brought Rose in and said, I will make you England's first choice left back. And I was like, never. Never in a million years. And it happened. It's true. He is the best left back in, for, for Eng- uh, English left back in, a, in the country. You, you choose to leave, then you know, that, that, that's your prerogative. But remember what happened and remember what will happen when another coach gets you. You'll return to being the player you are. I don't know. Maybe. No, it's, it's true. What, but you owe so much and you're mugging off the geezer who made you. Exactly. But what resonates is the fact that it is Poch and the fact that we, we've gone through, in, in the short space, amount of space of time, we've gone through transitions in the way we play. We were pressing and swarming and now we look a little bit more expansive with, with Ericsson. But I'm, and I'm talking at low-level tactical Supporter, I'm not on Windy's level, and there's other people that really get into the matrix when it comes to shit like this. But you can see the way we, we've evolved. Poch always finds a way to to, to change it, and, and we, so as supporters, as a collective, we're fucked. But we're not. At the end of the season, we're in the title race again somehow, and people seem to ignore the fact that you know we start the season with no DMs. Crystal Palace have left us behind. Dyer, it's a fucking DM out of nowhere. Mm. Let it happen because. That he's proven beyond doubt he can do it but then there's the other element where it is a business and these players are thinking we should be paid 100k a, a week a fucking a week imagine that 100k a week mm. we need to be paid 100k a week so is there anyone out there or do any of you guys understand why we can't do that even even to maybe the top three or four players or does that then force any new signings coming to say I want to match Kane's wages and then the other players that are coming up Winks thinking well I'm playing first team football now. I want not as much as Kane, but they're about. So are we, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Do, are we then just turn the players into this? think the, the, the players think, and Rose specifically think, leave you sitting there going, I just don't want to pay you what you're worth. Or, or they think, we would love to pay you what you're worth. I don't worth. think they want understand. To... They don't know how to order a fucking fridge or Because they've got an agent. Like they've got an agent who doesn't give a shit about, about no the offense football to footballers, but most of you are a bit fucking thick when it comes to shit because you're pampered. Yeah, they're pampered and also they're, 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 they're focused on from on playing football as opposed to education that's the sheesh yeah or rate a man who eats at sheesh <laughs> but, but um, there's no chance that, that Levy doesn't want to keep our best players at Spurs but then we're not paying for that and then the argument from some supporters is you're losing these players I guarantee you Rose goes to United Spurs Twitter <laughs> will fucking explode. I mean, Spurs of course, fans of, of course it will because, because they have no, they've not, they've got no responsibility. It's easy, easiest thing in the world to go. How can we let him leave without knowing every single element that, oh, that, yeah, that yeah. ensured that he was always going to leave the club? The, the thing is, it, it, with, with social media, like if you want to enjoy football, don't go on social media. Don't surround yourself with people who are tweeting. All of their opinions immediately as soon as they feel them. When, like, if I'm, if I'm, um, if, if my miss, if I, if my missus cheats on me, right? What I tweet the minute I found out that she's tweeted on me, like a man can't do. Exactly. Yes. Oh, what God, I tweet at that point isn't how I actually feel six months down the road when I look at what I might have done to contribute mm. to her cheating. This isn't a real admission, <laughs> but I'm just saying hypothetically. So. It, there are, it's such a that Daniel Levy's running one of the most difficult companies 
if you compare them to sort of Sainsbury's, Tesco's, whatever, you, they, they've got their business. They don't have to worry about the emo- the emotions of the people that mm. come and shop in Sainsbury's and Tesco's. And you know what? For the love, for, for for the good of our football club, Daniel Levy doesn't obviously give a shit about people's emotional reactions on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going with. No, no, you. you I get what you're saying. I, 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 I'll give you a quick example, like the, the Toby contract. Like, what's going on there? Have we offered him a contract? Because we might have offered him one, but the, the knee-jerk reaction would be that we've not offered him one. Of course so yeah, do you get course the, We're doing so nothing to keep yeah, our best So, therefore, right. if he's the one waiting for a better offer, really, you'll be like, well, fuck off. Then, If you don't, if you don't have the ambition to stay at Tottenham... Why am I going, going to worry about my loyalty to you as a, as a player? He's a brilliant defender, but if you're if you're already looking at Chelsea or whoever, it's, you're gone in, in your in your head because you're thinking about yeah. And and I, and I get at the same time you might be thinking I want to stay at Spurs. Spurs have got to give me the readies, and then I'll sign that fucking there, piece of paper. There's no way that he hasn't been offered a contract, but the longer he lets it run down the more leverage he's got over the club mm. and there's this rumour of this release clause as well I mean there, there, is, there is a release clause in the last uh, the contract the, the WikiLeaks re, uh, release WikiLeaks footy leaks release uh, show that it was there is a release mm. clause because mm. in the last year of his contract right. it guarantees us £25.6 million if he signs for someone in that last year mm. so what we've actually done is a really sensible thing a really yeah. sensible thing is it means that we've safeguarded the value of the player in the last year. And how old will he be when that happens? Twenty, it'd be thirty. Well, so but from his perspective, that, he's not a Spurs fair. fan. He's not. Mm. He, he's come to a foreign club. He's already played in Spain. He comes from um, Holland, Belgium. Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. Sorry, he's not a Spurs fan. He's played for us for a few years, two or three years. Two, three years now. Yeah, must be three, three years. years. Um, so in his head he's like he's about to sign the biggest contract of his career the last one he's going to get mm. so he, in his head I've got to safeguard my family my family <laughs> safeguard like he's fucking like a victim that he's going to be on the breadline he's got enough money mm. to live but what I'm saying is he's got to maintain op- that lifestyle though he's just got an opportunity to, 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 to safeguard his, his, his future to safeguard his child's future and, and, and his grandchildren he's got a daughter so he, he's naturally going to just seek the best deal and if that's Real Madrid if it's Barcelona if it's Man City who I can probably in my mm. head see that happening mm. if he's getting paid 300 grand 350 grand for Man City what pension none of us mean, none, none of us around this table if you remove Tottenham and if it's just another football if you was playing at Liverpool right if it, we were fa- uh, players we're playing at Liverpool right we've been there three years I give I give a fuck about Liverpool. Yeah, you'd literally. Sign that new contract deal. And Real Madrid comes in and goes, "Look, we're going to pay you three hundred grand. You're getting hundred. You'd be gone, mate. Of course, you'd be gone. So don't expect our players to behave like us. Never going to happen. I think we're up, we're we're underachieving to the point where we can almost win the title if we had a few players. Which is when you think about that, is fucking incredible that we're actually in a, in a position somehow by accident with Kane. Uh, by hard work with Ericsson, we somehow we, we create players or we nurture players like Bale. We always seem to produce like great players, and we always produce an adventure that gets us towards the title. Um, so we've been linked with, uh, and it, it seems like a likely transfer now. Um, Serge Aria. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Lee Quip says uh, announced that Spurs are close to finalising an agreement worth more than 25 million euros with PSG Urch is currently um, 
PSG's third choice right back, but not on talent, but based on his his behaviour. I think off 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 the pitch. Where are you at currently? Is anyone willing to say where they how they feel about it? Um, my issues with him is just um, we've got a very fairly harmonious dressing room, as, as I've said. Um, it means so much to Pochettino to have um, players that are playing for him, players that are on the same singing from the same hymn sheet, and having someone who's got a reputation for, I mean, you know, slagged off a couple of teammates, slagged off the manager. This is before I get to the homophobic and right. smashing up a cop and all the rest of it. That's before I can get to all that. You know, I think before we get to that, thinking we're telling a player who's got a reputation for not being the most harmonious player, that's, that's a risk in itself. Mm. But then you probably should trust the club have done due diligence, you know, they've spoken to him, seen what he's like, and maybe he's gotten over... That past behaviour. As for the as for the homophobia, well, you know, it's not good. It's not great, no. Yeah, I mean, he's a hugely problematic person by the sounds of things, and it also sounds like he hasn't really shown a commitment to being sorry for what he said and, and the way he's behaved. And I think that's a problem, and I don't think we should be signing him. Quite frankly, I think we don't need people like that associated with our football club. I think it's a gamble. If you take all that away, then he's an absolutely perfect right-back for us to sign. He suits Pochettino down to the ground. He's quick, athletic, skillful, great going forward. They bring him on to kind of rescue games when they're behind in matches. He's that kind of player that could come and turn, turn a game. From right-back? Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a really good attacking full-back. Um, I, I, I don't want him. I don't want him. I, I've got an issue with... Um, just say uh, it. I mean, well, no, just... I've got an issue with like writing someone off because of something they've said momentarily in their life. Because I've said some fucking horrendous things, but not when you're broadcasting on Periscope to thousands and thousands and thousands but, of people. But when you're emotional, like when like when my missus in the future cheats on me and I get on Periscope, Periscope, <laughs> and I call her a slag. I wouldn't ever. I love you, Olivia. You're an amazing woman. But but you do things that aren't. It's like when uh, when when another nationality, a person of another nationality or another ethnicity cuts you up on the motorway. <laughs> oh my right. word! No, right. give, the me, minute, give me the popcorn. Getting the moment. What you scream out of your mouth at that point isn't who you are. It's just reacting to. What? <laughs> No, hold on, hold on. He's joking. He's joking. But he isn't because I'm, like, I'm not joking. Is, I'm just saying. Human in human, right? We're 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 pretty sort of stupid creatures of, and we we default to stupid things. Like if, I, I know I know what Flag is saying. In his defence, right? If someone cuts you up and let's say they're skinny or they're fat, yeah, you don't know them personally. So but you, you go on, on you go on what you can see, <laughs> which isn't right. But they're not gay. But these people are not gay. No, I'm not talking you about that. I'm not talking about that. Oh yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just commenting on his shit. Yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Blanc isn't gay, nor is Ibrahimovic. I'm just saying that you can say things sometimes. It doesn't. It doesn't. It isn't. Who I'm going you down are. with you. <laughs> yeah, come down on this ship because this ship's more fun but than that, clean church. But, but what you're saying, what you're saying is fine. It's absolutely fine. You can you, people make mistakes. 
the, but then the show show some right. remorse and make the, a statement. Right, do, mate. I, I hear what you're saying, and here's the problem that I've, I've got with that. Like, I don't know the bloke, and you don't know him. I don't think anyone does. You, if you made the mistake, if you did what Flav just described, you, you're in a car and. and <laughs> You're laughing because you've all done it. So it's not fucking happened. I can't agree. I'm so not you fucking. Scream, you scream something that you instantly feel regretful about. Or, or just, I don't even. I don't even feel regretful. No one was in the car. No one heard. It's not an issue. Oh God. No, forget about the fucking car, right? I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes in the past, right? And I've, I've said things or done things where I thought that ain't me, but I've said it. So is it is, is that me, or is that just something that I've said that was stupid? And I instantly, I, I feel you know when you get, you feel like you're, you're going red inside, mm. and you're burning up, and, and you stop, and you think, fuck, what have I just done? And then later on, my personality would be to be to show genuine remorse because that's who I am mm. now with him he could be quite a cocksure arrogant type of bloke who isn't very good at articulating himself so he does something where he obviously thinks it's alright to be homophobic like that it's obviously not and, and I get it he's gone he's opened an app he's streaming himself and then he's taken the decision to say things that he's probably thought about right it's, it's not odd it's just stupid but he's done it so He's done it now. So is he forever homophobic? Is he forever someone that's got a stigma of you made a mistake, you're not for, forgiven? Now, if we sign him and he does something stupid again, then at that point you know, well, okay, his personality is is not great. He, this guy doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit that he's saying these things. Now you all say to me, well, I told you so, and I'll say to you, well, we we didn't know until we done it again. But mm. I can't, I can't, I don't know the bloke. And I don't agree with what he's done. I think it was a fucking stupid, self-absorbed, self-centered thing to do. He's gone on there to, to to do something to purposely offend people, and he's thinking, "I know how to do it. I'll be homophobic." I mean, it's just fucking. It's like base. Isn't it? It's base. It's childish. He, he's idiocy. probably so base ignorant idiocy. that he doesn't even realise he's being homophobic. And, and but that's I mean, that, not that, the point. That, that's an assumption as well because you don't know if he's ignorant or not. If he's so not, he's a horrible like, piece of shit. Wow. Mate, can I just right say there. something? And I know, I know this has been spoken about online or whatever. We've had players that we consider legends or, or players that are in our hearts because of things that they've done for the club. That we forgive them for. That they've done things like, like, like Jonathan Woodgate. Van der Vaart threw his misses in a bush. Van der Vaart. I mean, it, there's. And, uh, but why <laughs> are we selective with what we. Yeah. Do you know? I agree. I agree. Because if, if, if like, well, Gascoigne look, look back and, like,. like Everyone loved Gascoigne. He smacked a woman. He smacked Repeatedly. his. He smacked his wife yeah. up, and we never think about that. I think he's a cunt. Apart from T, he thinks he's a cunt. But but the vast majority is. It, I no look. You're in terms of a, 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 on a human being level. You don't give. You, you should give second, second chances to people. But of course you should. But it, it's hard to forgive uh, forgive him for saying homophobic thing. I think it's worse if you if you if if you're saying to someone who is actually gay and you're you're attacking someone who's this, gay this, this, yeah, because I mean, like yeah. the word faggot, which I I, I use for a, a, um, for a description in this instance, I would never say in real life because it's such a horrendous word if you look at the etymology of it. 
using that word to a gay person is unforgivable, in my opinion. Using it to somebody who's straight is slightly different. It should never be used, but you can you can see where it happens. But then it's a bit of um, it's like Paul Pogba calling um, I don't know the black player the N word, isn't it? So it's well, better in that instance. So, well, you know, it's not that bad. But if he says it in an insulting way. Yeah, it's, it's context. I think um, he was to offend. For, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, um, I don't. If we sign him, he's, I'm not going to be up in arms. Um, I think Spurs can, from a PR point of view, I think Spurs can probably try and do it in a way yeah. where it's palatable to different groups within our club. That's exactly um, what needs to there's, happen. Um, I mean, there are, there are people around the world who are beating up for being gay. All yeah. sorts of bad things happen to them just, just for being homosexual. Yeah. And I think Spurs, as a big organisation, as a massive corporation, could do, even if it's, um, I don't know, then I go over the top of him with a fucking rainbow outfit to every fucking game or anything bad like that. that but, uh, like bin the white shirt off and yeah, it's exactly. a rainbow. Should you imagine the sieve? I'd actually want to see it. Like a rainbow kit. Maybe, just for the reaction on top. Maybe just give him like a rainbow haircut. It changes head to rainbow colours, yeah, isn't it? Sure. Everything again. But, but no, I think um I think it's a repairable situation. We don't I think, I think someone I think someone will probably explain to him, look, you know, yeah. people are up in arms over what you said. Maybe don't go over the top, but just acknowledge that you've done bad in the past and that you've got to try and win people over, that you're not that person anymore. Just, just like Andre Gray. Spurs, Spurs have a history of, of um, def- being defiant against people that want to segregate others because they're different. It's, it's long-standing mm. in our history. Before, before the, uh, the issue with the Yids and, and, and um, segregating Jewish people because they support Spurs or or the fact that Jewish people go and watch Spurs. Um, we had Quakers at, at Tottenham, a very inclusive religion. Um, you know, Spurs is an inclusive club and will continue to be so. The fact is, though, if this geezer turns up and he's amazing, everyone will mm. forgive oh, of course. And, and forget. 100%. As long as, he, as long as he doesn't say anything out of turn. Yeah. And even if, honestly, genuinely, this is what, what human beings are like. If he does, and he's still brilliant... It will always forgive, and but what I, I hope, what I hope is that he, we're going to sign him. It seems it seems like we're going to sign him. He will improve our side. What I hope is that he, he's done something bad in his youth, and I would hate for me to be in his situation to have been on record. And, uh, it wasn't very long. A year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, a year ago. It's not even his youth as as he is as a human being now. It's not like Andre Gray who said it four or five years yeah. ago. Um, that all right? He's done what he's done. Let's give him another chance. I've been watching Last Chance You on Netflix. I understand that it's amazing. It's so good. So, so you should fucking understand. These are people that punch people. In, uh, there was one a girl that in, in, in the second <laughs> season, their, their quarterback got done and dropped from his university for punching a guy in a, a girl in a club. It's a documentary then. Yeah, it's amazing. Netflix. Real, real. Yeah, watch it. Last Chance You on, on Netflix. It's amazing. American football. I don't like American football, but this documentary is insanely it ma- good. It, it makes you... And I actually want to, want to watch The Gridiron now. Yeah, totally. Um, the Gridiron, listen to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know all about it. I, I know nothing. Anyway, look, uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, we've got, we're going to do Barkley, but he's been injured for three months. I can't yeah, imagine it doesn't matter. anyone... anyone so so questions. Uh, James Swan, 88, on Twitter. I know James, actually. He says, still feeling pretty gutted after yesterday. What's the worst you've ever felt after a Spurs game? And how long did it take to get over it? Oh, Easy. I've got one in my head as well, straight away. Um, 2006, West Ham away. <sighs> Went to the game with my brother. Um, I don't know what game you're talking about. Lasagna. 
Oh, oh you fuck great. yeah, of course. So oh, there was yeah. a build up to it, like a Sky Sports on in the morning. They'll say Spurs players have been point. We all know the, the fucking history, but to go there and then to 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 sit through that, then you're hearing Wigan go one up at Arsenal, and then then there were there were bogus reports of this scored again, and you're thinking we're going to finish where we need to finish. Um, yeah, it, that was fucking diabolical. But um, got home that night and took out some pizza from the fridge, reheated it, forgetting the pizza had fish in it, and woke up about midnight. I started puking from both ends. It was <laughs> the most gloriously disastrous day of my fucking life. And the next morning, I woke up alone in the flat and um, called my mum and said, "Mum, can you bring me some of that?" raspberry water drink that you're meant to take after being destroyed by diarrhoea because I think I fucking killed myself with reheated anchovies it was a fucking disaster and I kind of thought yeah this is probably how Michael Dawson felt the morning of the game but uh, yeah I, that took me a long time to get over um, I think the first Arsenal 5-2 is one that stands out in the memory because um, before that game, I was asking around, around people I was with, you know, what's the score going to be? Are we going to win 3 1? So before we're going to absolutely smash them. And, you know, I mean, I was at the game and we were 2 0 up. And I figured the chance to make it 3 0. And they beat us 5 2. Um, I left that game very early. Partly because all of my mates did. I'd have been sat by myself and I thought, I've got to get out of here. Um, that took a while to get over. And we never really recovered from that game. So, that one. I, I, I don't really have nothing stands out in particular I find that if a match is early on a Saturday or Saturday 3 o'clock I get over it quicker and I can deal with it better I, I found the Chelsea game this week because it's a Sunday evening and Sunday evenings are a bit depressing anyway because you've got work the next day it's kind of hanging over you Got to go. It's kind of fresh when you're at work and you've got to face people and they talk about the football I find that more difficult to deal with and I, I so I'd always rather our horrible defeats happen Saturday lunchtime, if that sounds, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because then the other games during the weekend kind of muddy the waters and you sort of forget it by the time the weekend's over. Um, the one that springs to mind is the 4-1 four, four home defeat to Arsenal in the League Cup. League Cup, yeah. Um, no, I mean, the, the biggest one, actually, before I go on to that, it was... Uh, being three and up against Man City with them ten oh, down oh, ten. Oh, yeah, almost forgot about it. So I, that that fucking that that changed the DNA in my body. There's a and worse made, one than that as well. Ten What's that? The United one. I don't Five think three. it was worse. I don't think it was worse. The United, City one United, United, United had an incredible team. Yeah. Whereas City, they were fucking shit. They had a ten. Had had sent off the United. Joe Barton at yeah. half time. Yeah. We're three and up at half time, and they and they somehow did it. That, I don't think you've ever seen a turnaround like that in the history of football but for it to happen in you I can't think of another turnaround no, like that, that, was, no, that was poor. it was horrendous I had to go home and have bubble bath and, and, and the bubble bath didn't even cleanse it that, that, that was a horrendous that was tough that was really tough but uh, that, that Arsenal game I, 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 my, I had a good really good friendship with an Arsenal fan at the time we never talked about football uh, for good reason because it destroys friendships as it did and uh they beat us four one, and it was uh, the season after I think that. Um, which we, one? Which one is two thousand and nine? I think. Okay. And Nazri scored two goals for them. Um, 
It was a semi-final. In, uh, was it yeah, semi-final? Yeah, yeah. League Cup or quarter-final? No, it was in the third round. Yeah. Oh, was it that, that early? Was sorry, early. sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and uh, they they just smashed us, and their fans were going fucking mental. And you, you can pass it off, like you know, you can you can find ways of limiting the damage that it does to you emotionally by saying, "Well, it's just League Cup. It was just our second string, Corker's first game." Sandro played. Bring him at the back. Yeah. yeah, and a Croatian keeper as well. Croatian keeper, like course. you can, you can, you can kind of. Let, but you look at if you're in the ground and you're looking at their fans and they're celebrating like it was a cup final as they should because it is a derby. There's nothing you can. There's no reasoning you can have to to just try and find an equilibrium with it all. What was bad about that was the next day at work being patronised or condescended by Arsenal supporters like. Yeah, you know it happens. Like they weren't even celebrating. Like celebrate, you cunt. Just have fucking say what you got to say. Yeah, about it. give it. But to they me. were like, yeah, you kind of played well. We got a bit lucky, and it's like fuck, fuck off. off. Just fuck off. Don't stand there with a half smug smile on your face and make. Because they know what they're doing. When they're doing that, in their head, they're laughing their yeah. ass off. Yeah. So don't accept that kind of like a, a good Arsenal fan. They're not, and they shouldn't be. Anyway, so I was walking home after that and before one, and I, we'd never talked about football with me and my mate at that time. And he said, I just got a text message through and it just said, ha ha. And I haven't spoken to him since then. We spent four years together, went to university together, really good mates. He sent me that text message on that night when I was feeling as, as low as I could possibly feel as a football fan. And I genuinely haven't spoken to him since. Perfect. It's beautiful. But fuck him. It's amazing. Fuck it's him. your fault. What was his name? I bet, I bet not. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to bring it. Tim, you wanker. Yeah. Just... Uh, he's the kind of guy, like, I hope like he falls asleep and he's Ooh. carbon monoxide. <laughs> Fucking alarm breaks. I don't mean that. He, he was a really nice guy and I wish I hadn't taken it so hard because I, <laughs> I miss him. I do miss him. He's a nice geezer. But fuck it, Spurs are more important. <laughs> Alright, next question. Uh, will Lamella be in the starting uh, 11 when he gets fit? Adu Akram asks on Facebook. <sighs> no. No. <laughs> oh, off the bench. I mean, what's going on with his hip? Like, how, how, how long do you have to wait for him to come back? He'll never play again, will he? They're talking about him being back, well, soonish. They've said it's going to take more time, as they always say, but he's going to have a long road to getting back to match sharpness. He'll need to play. You know, training ground friendlies under twenty three matches because he's been out for months. Mm. A year, a year, yeah. He's going to be crazy, rusty as hell. It's weird. And whether he comes back into the starting eleven will depend on circumstance because we don't know who's going to be fit in his position at that time. We don't know how many competitions we're going to be. When in do they think time. he might be fit? Is it? I think they're talking about before the turn of the year. For wow. a turn of year, well, so another like three back months in, back in first team contention. It's going to take a long time for him to get sharp. I don't even understand what happened with it because there, there were there were quotes by Poch at some point last season where it was almost like we don't really understand where where he's in, where the problem is. Like as if Lamella's got his own doctor saying this is the problem, and Spurs are saying we can't see a problem, and then he goes silent. Then he has a, has a fucking operation. That something doesn't sit. It's weird. Well, the entire thing, and it's not even like it's not even like you know when you hear like Rose, you know he's working back, you know the injury, you know what it is, the club know what it is. With Lamella, it's just like it's like he never existed. He went almost. to Roma at some mm. point, like mm. he went went to Roma to try and fuck knows what to do out there. Any any, any thoughts on Lamella? 
See, um, I've had him back now, fully fit. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, been, be I think it'd be a massive asset. Yeah. But I think in his absence, Son has just kind of um, <laughs> gone to another level. <laughs> to be to be to be fair, I love teams. Very up. different players, though, right? Yeah, That's but right. they're playing in the same similar kind of role, isn't it, in terms of um, in, the, in the three. And Son scored what twenty odd goals last season. Yeah, and Lamella is not really doing that. I think he'd be a great squad player, but does he want that? God knows. Would he get enough Thomas eleven when he's fit? I don't see. Not it. at this stage. No, I but he should. Uh, if he gets fit, he should be. He should be working his way. You, way you know what I like him though. Like not the pressing, which is obviously not what we bought him for. But elbows. Not the elbows either. He, he, if you do watch highlights of him, he's on the same level as an Ericsson and a Kane. Like yeah. in terms of the one touch pass, he sees, he, he, he sees, his vision is his vision is, is fantastic. Quality. But he plays like a fucking rabid dog like he goes from one extreme to the other there's no in, in between it's not like it's, it's, it's alarming that he, he hasn't like the elements of the Spurs support haven't warmed to him because he gives he gives everything that Scott Parker he's did. also got quality he's not yeah. just like a Jamie O'Hara or, or some kind of Michael Brown type but he did he did he's a big surprise tag to in, 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 I, I, do I, I, I think it's because he's a foreigner I think it's a price tag why people don't. The price tag. It's because he's not English. That, that's what it is. He plucks his eyebrows. People plucks his eyebrows. He looks like a insecure girl. Insecure about stuff like yeah, that. He, if he put a, a bit of makeup on and a bit of dress, he's anyone's. You're gonna you're gonna be silent on me. You're, you, all of you are pulling faces. You're gonna. All right, fine. Well, I'll, I'll be hung out to dry it on my own again. Down that hill. I love the hill. I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll make a little hobbit home on the hill. <laughs> All right, that's it for the Fighting Cup podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Windy, it's been a pleasure. As ever. Is it? Uh, spooky. God. Good to be back, man. It is good. It's good to have you. Been too long. It has been, been way too long. long. Spooky yeah. looks half the man. He's so slim. He looks like he's... Like how missed. old are you, Spooky? Yeah, in my 40s. What, you're mid-40s? Upper 40s? Yeah. You can't be... Lower mid- 40s. Lower 40s? You look good for it. I'm alright, I'm a mess inside, but you know. We're all a mess inside. <laughs> T. <Tea. Sorry. laughs> love you. I, I, I love I love T's laugh so much. Like when when he loses it and he's like that. <laughs> no, it's like a like a wheezing. No, no, it's like what's it's it? like he doesn't want to be here though. Like he looks down on on no, everyone. No, no, the uh, <laughs> Mutley. Mutley. That's it. The Mutley laugh. Yeah, it's amazing. It's involuntary. I love you boys so much. <laughs> whenever, whenever we come through the podcast, and like literally the last thing I did, uh, I wanted to do when I woke up this morning was to talk about that Chelsea game. But um, feels good, doesn't it? Feels good it being now. around you. Like it really does. It does. All right, that's it for the Fine Cop podcast. We'll see you soon. Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.